0: This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics, and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric Rosted. I'm coming to you right outside of a rainy Nashville, Tennessee. Today, I'm going to cover The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, break through the blocks, and win your inner creative battles. This was book 47 of 52 from my 2017 reading list. This episode will consist of three segments. The first will be a brief introduction to the book. The second segment will be, I'll, I'll just cover three different themes that, that stuck out to me throughout the book. And then the final segment, segment three, is the one thing, my one key takeaway from this from this book. So on to segment one, Stephen Pressfield is the author. He's 75 years old and according to him and according to what he writes in this book, his early life was a series of failures. He lost his wife, he lost his family, he was a writer, but he just went many, many years without ever publishing anything. He finally published The Legend of Beggar Vance and that was turned into a movie. You may have seen that movie. It starred Will Smith and Matt Damon. He's also the author of another Books of Titans book from my 2017 reading list, and that was Gates of Fire, which is about the the Spartans and the Battle of Thermopylae. That book is, interestingly, uh, it's taught at the U.S. Military Academy, the Marine Corps Basic School at Quantico, and the United States Naval Academy. So that's pretty cool. As for who suggested the book... Four different people did. Uh, They are Ryan Holiday, Brian Koppelman, Seth Godin, and Daniel Pink. And they suggested the book on the Tim Ferriss Show podcast. So really, the genesis for this Books of Titans project was I made a list of books that had been suggested within Tools of Titans. So that's how I got the name Books of Titans. But Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, where he basically kind of summarized uh, different podcast episodes and and. And one of the questions he would ask all of his guests is what is your favorite book and what is the book that you've gifted to others the most? So those four people I just mentioned, they had either gifted this book the most to others or said it was their favorite book. I read this book in December of 2017. It's a quick read, it's 163 pages, but a lot of the pages have just one paragraph on them. So I I finished the book in under two hours. And that's a really cool thing about this book because it packs quite a punch in a very short amount of time. As for who should read the read the book, definitely creatives. Uh, just take the two hours to read the book because it will it will have an immediate impact. But beyond that, it's it's a good book for anyone who is struggling to get past a barrier in their life. I mean, if you if you're feeling stuck in any sense in in terms of something that you want to accomplish this book identifies the problem it, it identifies the thing that is keeping you stuck and then provides advice information stories on how to get past that so i'll, I'll go into more more depth into that in in segment two but um definitely a, a great book for for creatives but then anyone who who really wants to improve in their life Now on to segment two, where I highlight three different ideas that really stuck out to me as I was reading this book. The first is that of resistance. If you've ever heard anyone talk about this book, you've likely heard them mention the resistance. It's, it's really the key idea of the book. It's, it's the thing holding us back. And here's how he defines it in the intro of the book. Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. So you, you go to work, you, you do your thing every day, you, you come home and, and maybe you're, you're with your family or you're, you're meeting up with friends and you just day in, day out, you're doing that. But then there's this unlived life, there's this potential life, there's this challenge, this call to adventure and that's the unlived life within us. And to get to that, there's, you've got to overcome resistance and Pressfield says that resistance is fertile, not futile, which is the, the saying we always, we always hear, but, uh, but fertile. It's abundant. And you have likely experienced this if you've sat down to, to work on a project, to maybe start writing a, a, a song or a book. Uh, some, some creative endeavor or some challenge that you know will get you to the next step. You have likely experienced this resistance, and you have experienced it in a strong way because it is powerful. And Pressfield says it is internal. It's not external. It's not somebody saying that you can't do something, but it is internal. It's your own mind telling you you can't do it. It's fear within yourself. It's procrastination. It's a number of different things that you could do instead of what you know you need to do. So where do you feel resistance? Uh, what do you know right that you should be doing right now that you're not doing? I love this idea of resistance. It, 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 gives, it gives kind of a name to something that could be keeping us stuck. And it leads directly into the second idea from the book. And that's, a, that's the idea of, of daily habits. And if you've been listening to the Books of Titans podcast for any period of time, you have heard this daily habits Theme come up from a number of different books that have been a part of this project. It comes up all the time, and it comes up again in this book, but it comes up in a unique way. In and in Pressfield writes about it as being the key weapon that we have against resistance. If we show up on a daily basis to do the work, that is our greatest weapon against fear, against procrastination against just feeling stuck. And oftentimes just to even get started on a creative endeavor, on a, on a project, is to just take that first step and to, 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 to show up and to work through that resistance. Pressfield talks about the pro- professional versus the amateur and he says this about the professional. He or she knows if they cave in today, no matter how plausible the pretext, they'll be twice as likely to cave in again tomorrow. The importance of daily habits, the importance of of showing up and doing the work on a day-to-day basis. The more that I give in to the resistance, the more evidence I will have from the resistance saying that I can't do something. And again, internally in my head, So the more that I give in, the more I don't do those daily habits, the more evidence that resistance will have in its arsenal to confront me. Pressfield gives a story of uh, Somerset Maugham, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And here's what he writes. Someone once asked Somerset Maugham if he wrote on a schedule or only when struck by inspiration. And he replied, I write only when inspiration strikes. Fortunately, fortunately, it strikes every morning at nine o'clock sharp. That's a pro in terms of resistance. Magam was saying, I despise resistance. I will not let it phase me. I will sit down and do my work. This is exactly why David Goggins runs every day. One time he was running and a car pulled up and, and asked him, what are you training for? And he said, I'm training for life. And I, I, love that. I love that quote by Goggins, but it gets into that daily habits idea that he's got to run every day or he knows that if he, if, if he doesn't run one day, if he gives into that resistance, it will be twice as likely that he caves in the next day. The third idea that really stuck out to me was the idea of the spiritual, spiritual component to creation. This this book, The War of Art, was one of three books about creativity that I read in 2017 for for this Books of Titans project. The other the other two were uh, Bird by Bird and The Artist's Way, and all three of those books delved into the spiritual realm. And you have to when you're talking about creativity, because things just things just kind of come through through you as a creative person and and you're left wondering, where did that come from? And I, and I love that he, that he gets into this, this idea in the book. And it's something that was really, began to fascinate me in 2008. I started uh, a blog in 2008. It was called Cocopelli Times. And it's no longer up, but I was, I was writing about the music industry. And at that time, I thought I was perhaps going to go into a career where I would help bands go overseas. And as part of this blog, I was really curious as to the creative process of artists. Where did their songs come from? Where? How did they get the inspiration to write? And so I started collecting different quotes from, from artists and what they said when they were asked that question. And I started seeing a common theme. And that's that the artists had no idea. They didn't know where these songs came from and they also acknowledged some sort of a spiritual dimension to the songs and so here's just a few examples jay-z he said i can't explain it to y'all man it comes out of the air for me i'd start mumbling they say you put the right artist with the right track in the studio leave the door cracked and let god in chris martin of coldplay he he likened it to going out fishing you throw out his line and then you you just never knew what was going to come out uh, my wife is a singer songwriter and she says when she sits down at the piano and the song the song will just come through her. She cannot sit down with the with the purpose of I'm going to sit down and, and write a song. But she acknowledges that that it comes through her. So she has to put in the time, she has to be available to to write, but it she also knows that it that it comes that that, that the song comes through her. And then Handel, who, who wrote Messiah, when he wrote the Hallelujah chorus, uh, right after that he said, I did think I, I did see all heaven before me and the great God himself. Page 127 of, of the War of Art, Pressfield says this Clearly, some intelligence is at work, independent of our conscious mind and yet in alliance with it, processing our material for us and alongside us. That is why artists are modest. They know they're not doing the work. They're just taking dictation. And I loved that he went into this. I, I'm a violinist myself, and I, I used to play with different artists where I, w- I would just jam with them. And we'd be in a, uh, a restaurant or a bar, and they would be playing songs. And I probably hadn't heard the songs a lot of the times. And so I was just kind of freestyling and, and jamming along with them. And I started noticing noticing something myself. And that was that the more I thought about what I was trying to do, the more I would try to maybe compose a solo in my head or think about every note that I wanted to play, the worse the solo would be. But if I just kind of relaxed and let the solo happen through me, it it would be good. And it would be things... I didn't know I could play, and it goes back to this this spiritual component of letting go and just letting it happen through me. And so I, I love that he went into that. I love that uh, that's a part of any creative book, and it really needs to be because if there is creation involved, it's if there's if there's something new, if there's something creative, uh, some sort of creative endeavor there's a component that's going to be outside of you that is part of that. So now on to segment three and the one thing, the one key takeaway that I got from this book. And the reason I, I started doing this was uh, my, my sister-in-law asked me, how do you remember what you read? And I didn't have a good answer for that at the time when she, when she asked that. And I thought, you know, the, the best way that I can remember what I'm reading is to implement something from the book. In any given book, there's going to be a number of, of ideas uh, or things that you could implement. And it, sometimes it gets harder with, with fiction uh, or, or novels. Uh, how, do you, how do you pull one thing out to, to implement in your life? But, you know, books like The War of Art, you can find different things that, that you could immediately implement in your life. And, and so I figured, you know, how, how do you remember what you read? If I implement something into my life that I've learned from that book, I'm going to remember it because I've changed something in my life as a result. And so anytime I think back to that, I'll, I'll remember that book and the lessons from that book will, will, will be more readily available. So that's really the Genesis for why I do the one thing. And so the one idea from, from this book is to let resistance be my guide. And, and here's what I mean by that. If if I have fear about something that I know I need to do, maybe that is my litmus test for what is most important and what I need to focus on right now. So it's almost a productivity hack in, in a way of... What, what is the most important thing I need to do on my to-do list today? Perhaps it's the thing I'm most afraid of. Maybe it's the thing where I feel resistance the most. And if I let that be my guide, that will likely lead to things that I need to pursue. Maybe that's pursuing a, a job where I'm, I'm fearful of not having what it takes to do that job. Maybe it's in pursuing a difficult conversation that I don't want to have, but I know I need to have. And I feel the resistance pushing against having that conversation. Here's what Pressfield says about this. He says, the more important a call or action is to our soul's evolution, the more resistance we will feel towards pursuing it. This also made me think of uh, Tim Ferriss, where he, he does what he calls fear testing and he'll, he'll go into like a coffee shop and just lay on the ground for 30 seconds and then get up. And it's, it's, he calls it fear testing because we're, we're all scared of doing that. I mean, like of like being a fool in, in a crowd, but if you can get over those fears, if you can break through the resistance, fear loses some of its power. And so, my one key takeaway of letting resistance be my guide. I think if I start doing that, it it will it will help get rid of the resistance for the things that I know that I need to be doing in my life. It can be a driver for what I need to be focusing on. So I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing that with with different areas of my life, be it uh, work, creative endeavors, and things that I've, I've even had friends challenge me on or encourage me to, to perhaps do something. But I'm, f- I'm fearful. I, I let the resistance stop me. I need to break through that and just start, even if it just means starting tomorrow and then getting that daily habit of, of cont- continuing to do it. I want to end this episode with the last thing from this book called the artist's life and it's a few paragraphs but it's it's excellent so here we go are you a born writer were you put on the earth to be a painter a scientist an apostle of peace in the end the question can only be answered by action do it or don't do it it may help to think of it in this way if you were meant to cure cancer or write a symphony or crack cold fusion and you don't do it you not only hurt yourself even destroy yourself. You hurt your children. You hurt me. You hurt the planet. You shame the angels who watch over you and you spite the almighty who created you and only you with your unique gifts for the sole purpose of nudging the human race one millimeter farther along its path back to God. Creative work is not a selfish act or a bid for attention on the part of the actor. It's a gift to the world and every being in it. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you've got. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Before I sign off, just a reminder, you can share your, your reading list on the Books of Titans website. Just go to booksoftitanscom forward slash my books for more details. I have three different plans starting at just $9 a month that allow you to share what you're reading as well as rate and review each book. You can also follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter, at Books of Titans. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast and all of our past episodes through iTunes, the Android Marketplace, or your podcast manager of choice. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a a five-star rating in iTunes and share your favorite episodes on social media. We'll be back next week with another book. And until then, keep reading, keep learning, and keep listening. I'm out.